As soon as he got freedom, <laughs> you're like, okay, the band's been lifted. He's like, butthole, 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 butthole. <laughs> That's what he did. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. We only accept five-star reviews. <laughs> Thank you to Allie Roby210 for her review where she said, I seriously love you both, Meredith. Especially Tiffany. I seriously love you both, Meredith and Tiffany. I have followed each of you on social media for some time now and was ecstatic <gasps> to find out that you both have a podcast together. It's like every goodish mom's dream come true. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. I'm your host, Meredith from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember that we are not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give, you can take or leave, because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're talking brand new FDA-approved postpartum depression treatment, chicken pox parties, and parenting as a team. Before we get into the topics, let's tell everyone how they can win the opportunity to remotely co-host the season finale with us, as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs. Yes, it's easy to enter our co-host contest. Just download the podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word, then reply with your email address and like Filter Free Parents on Facebook. You have seven days after the episode is released to enter. Every week is a new chance to enter. Every time you enter is another chance to win. All of the contest rules can be found at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. This episode's code word is MOMBRAIN. From the U.S., text MOMBRAIN to 44222 for your chance to win. From Canada, text MOMBRAIN to 158-780-04323 for your chance to win. That's MOMBRAIN, one word. Okay. <laughs> Let's open this show with a mom feel moment. We're here because we've all struggled as moms. Anyone who says they haven't is a lie bagger. And you have today's. I'm dreading it. I know. I know. Before we started the show, we were talking about this and uh, Tiffany was almost not willing to share, but I prodded her and I've not heard this mom fail. So this is. It's not even that big of a deal, but it just it broke my frigging heart. Well, then it's yeah, let's talk about it. So I got the kids new cups to take to school. OK, and today was their first day bringing the cups in, mm -hmm. and they were so excited. I took the little plastic lip cover thing off of the cup and left it in the car because you don't need it. You just need the cup. And Kaden was really upset and said, no, give it to me. And I'm like, no, let's go. Cause I'm already like tired and just want to get him inside. And he was like, you know, and like reaching for the cup and being dramatic. And I'm like, stop it. Stop acting like that. And I grabbed the cup and I handed it to him and I'm like, good and sorry. And I was tired. And so we get inside and I go to open the door to the class and I look down and his lip is quivering. And his eyes are blinking a lot, like he's trying to blink away tears. And I was like, hey, what's wrong? And he's like, it makes me sad when you yell at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I dropped down to my knees and I was like, honey, in my defense, I didn't yell. <laughs> okay. I did a little, but it wasn't a yell. He's like, 
that made me feel sad inside. And I don't like it when you yell at me. I just wanted my cup lid. But he wasn't crying. Like, he wasn't crying for attention. He was, like, silently choking back the tears because he was effing hurt. Yeah. And I, Chloe's like, come on, let's go into class. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. And I'm like, bub, I love you so much. And I am not mad at you. Mommy's just mean in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, he was just looking off in the distance. I'm like, do you hear me? I love you so much. And I'm so sorry that I did that. Um, it's not that big of a deal. It's me, not you. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, okay, do you forgive me? And he's like, I love you so much and hugs me. And we went to go in the classroom and he's like, wait, I don't want the class to see me like this. And he started wiping his tears away and I helped him and he's like, are they gone? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and I, here's the thing. I don't think I failed, but it makes me really emotional to think about it because I just don't ever want to make him sad. <laughs> I know. I know. I, f I feel you. And we, when we whisper scream at them, we're trying to get through something, either getting them out the door, getting them into the classroom, doing whatever, because we're, we're life is rushed mm -hmm. and that moment is frustrating because you know he doesn't need the lid it yeah. doesn't matter the cup is gonna work but you know especially when they're little like that you know even this morning brian when he woke up couldn't find his blanket he's eight right and he has a blanket that he still sleeps with and it had fallen off mm -hmm. he was panicked looking at for it this morning Aww. and i was like i just need you to get dressed hmm. and he's like i can't get dressed till i have my blanket so kids are, you know, I've just never seen him do anything like that before. Like I've never seen that before. And it broke. I didn't want to take him to school. I had to because I had to come do the podcast. But if it wasn't for that, I would have put him back in the car and just snuggled him for the rest of the day. Like, it's cool. We're just having a we're having a mental health day. And that's why my husband is worried about the kids in the future, <laughs> because he's like, you baby them so much. But I just never want them to feel any kind of pain, mental uh. or physical. I, I, I know, but maybe it'll change one day when they're older, but is he a VPK now or no. next year? Next year. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's there's, there's still little. Well, anyway. thank you for sharing. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Hey, Meredith, do you know why everyone's so tired on April 1st? I'm going to regret this. No, it's listen. It's because they've just finished a very long 31-day march. Uh, that was painful. Like they were marching for 31 I got it. Okay. That was really bad. Thank you, producer, for that terrible joke. All right. Parenting news. So in trending news, uh, we thought it would be interesting to chat about this because Tiffany suffered from PPD, which is postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. And so when we found this, I was like, hey... Let's let's chat about this because the FDA has just approved when we found this, when we found this story. Is that what you said? Yeah. When we found we this. found it together at the same time. <laughs> OK, the producer told me <laughs> to say we. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> OK, so I found the story and I said it to Tiffany and I said, do you want to talk about this? Because I'm a type A personality. All right. There it is. So the FDA just approved the first ever drug for PPD, which is what you had. Correct. So when you, so before we get a little bit further into this, so I just want to ask you a couple questions about your, your experience with it. Okay. 
So when you called the doctor and they had you come in, what were the steps that they took to help you through your PPD? I'm sorry. When you said when you called the doctor, it was so hard not to be like, he said, no more monkeys jumping out the bed. <laughs> I had to fight back. I'm sorry, but then I said it. So um, so he told me um, that there are a number of different things we could do um, that involve cognitive therapy, medication, counseling, um, online courses for postpartum depression. He gave me a whole bunch of worksheets and websites, resources, stuff like that um, to look into. And so him and I came up with a customized plan for me. Okay. And so you started down that path. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how long it took you from when you were in speaking with the doctor to when you started to feel some relief from it? Because I know it can be a huge range. Yeah. So at first I said no to the medication. And so I was trying to do it with just the therapy and stuff. And I was having trouble like willing myself and my brain into feeling different. And so it wasn't until, um, three quarters of the way through the first month that I decided to try the medication. And so it wasn't until about 30 days after that, that I started feeling a little bit of a difference. Now I don't recommend everybody do the medication, um, whatsoever. I don't recommend that be your first thing either. Everybody's different and everybody's body reacts differently. And in fact, I had to try three different kinds until I found one that worked for me. Um, and I'm still on it. I still have to take it every day. I question whether or not I did the right thing. Um, Part of me wants to wean down and go back to normal because it affects my sex drive and uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, but that's where I'm at. Okay. So, but it's. Does that answer any yes. of your questions? Yeah, but it's months. What I'm saying, because I yeah. think some people assume months, just said that. that it's going to be like there's like a switch. And it's not. No, no, no. And it's and that's this that I think is the same when somebody suffers from anxiety or depression. It's not just a switch. Like right. it takes a lot of different things. We were just talking about this morning. My anxiety has been the, the been through the roof lately, and I have to go to the gym because that's one of the ways that I get my bad feelings out of my tummy. Right, is being active, and it's not like I go and like hit the weights, like a, right. you know. But I go and just get on a machine or whatever, and it's like it's smart, and it gets. So that works for me with some of it, right? So we all have something different. What I found interesting about this article is that the FDA has basically approved um, an IV treatment where a woman goes in to a hospital or an IV clinic okay, and the the drug is administered over 60 hours. In one sitting? Yeah, you have to stay there. No. Yeah, no, no. It's It's a thing. Yeah. So it says, what a nice little vacation. <laughs> that's got to be right. tough if you have a newborn to leave. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Well, there's a lot. That's, but yes, exactly. So listen to this. Brexanonolone, which I definitely didn't say right, isn't a pill. It's an intravenous treatment that is administered over a 60 hour time frame in a medically supervised setting like a hospital. But the biggest perk, women can see effects in as little as 24 hours once that is done. In a double-blind placebo-controlled trial, women with moderate to severe PPD symptoms saw improvement within 24 hours, and that improvement was still present 30 days after infusion. So this is new? Brand spanking new. That's kind of scary. It is. Of course, they had FDA trials before doing this, so they oh. tested on people, but... I don't understand how that could possibly work. 
I don't know, science. But because your brain, it has to do with like the way my doctor described it to me. The reason that the I should consider medication is because we have pistons in our brain that fire off like boof, 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 and it fires out serotonin. And if you have depression or something like that, the pistons are like clogged Mm -hmm. and they can't get it out. So the medicine just allows them to work. So I'm wondering if it just declogs and then you don't need anything else after that allegedly that's what they're saying with this treatment that you do the 60 day iv treat 60 hour iv treatment and then you're starting to feel effects the uh, positive effects and then it, it will last however the problem with this that i see is it's 20 to 35,000 dollars oh for the treatment. Okay, so it's $5,000 an hour. I That's good math. Yes. Is it? I guess. No. The pro- I mean, sh- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Producer says no. <laughs> I'm so Five, bad 10, at math. 15, 20, 25, 30. Oh, 6D hours, not 6. Six zero. Yeah, I know. I still thought I was right. Yeah, me too. I was going to let you slide too. Like, yeah. So yeah. So think about that. Twenty to $35,000. Also, it's unclear whether insurance companies will cover it at all. They so, gotta. Well, no, they don't gotta do anything. Because I have news for you. My son um, goes to behavioral therapy and our insur- insurance company just called us and was like, hey, um, there's been a change in your plan. Your co- your copay now went from $35 for therapy to $75. And it's for an hour. Can they do that? They did. I'd be writing a letter. Strongly worded letter. Um, So can they do this for regular depression as well? The it, this study just simply talked about PPD, but I just found it to be very disheartening to say, hey, we've got something that's working really, really great, but nobody can afford it. Right. So it's like, why even have that conversation? What What are we doing? Like, I don't understand the whole. Also, it's not approved for women who are breastfeeding. Yeah, that's true. That's so got to lower the amount of people who are eligible as well. Or you have to make a choice. And I guess dependent upon where you are, because it, you don't necessarily have PPD right as they're a newborn, it could take, you might not develop those symptoms for four, right. five, six months. So if you're breastfeeding and you don't want to stop, that's mm. also, there's a lot of things here, but I, I just found it very interesting that I think it's great that they're researching and working towards finding yeah. better solutions. Yeah. But when you know how prevalent this problem is, you need to be able to deliver a solution that most people can afford. Yeah. And That's I, ridiculous. I think if given the choice, I would, I think that, you know, I don't know. I obviously me being the addict that I am, I would want instant gratification, but if it costs that much, I would much rather, you know, be working in the right direction slowly. Well, it doesn't give anybody an opportunity to even like who can afford a $35,000 procedure. No one. I mean, that's just, and that's basically saying to you, we know you're suffering. Sorry. But you can't afford this anyway. So, and why is it luck. so expensive? How much could it cost, really? I don't know. The That's liquid. the whole thing. I don't get any of it. But it's 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 very sad that they would dangle a carrot like that and then be like, "It's you can't have it anyway." That's just like everything, though. Medical. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. We could do an entire week of podcasts on why I hate insurance in the medical industry. Oh yeah. It do you know it, people are literally turning down necessary health care because they can't afford it? Oh yeah. It's in. Same. I, and I, you know, this is probably, 
I don't know. Well, we had, I just had a conversation with my son's therapist yesterday because I said, if it's $75 an hour, we can't go four times a month anymore. Right. And she's like, I don't blame you, but we have, you know, so like we were going back and forth over text and then we've going back and forth with the insurance company, but it's like, that's your doubling our copay per session. How can they just do that? Is it, it the was a change. office? Or the- it was a change in the January policy and he goes for so many sessions and then takes a break. Because then we come back to it and reevaluate for the things that he needs so we can do new strategies and new coping mechanisms and things like that. So he was on a break after December. So now we're going back mm. and it, we didn't realize it had changed. Got it. So it's – but yeah, but it just it, it, it just talks – it speaks to the fact that they make it so difficult for you to get the care that you need, especially when it comes to mental health, mm. which is ridiculous. Do you know, sorry, side note, that I went to the doctor for something and they ch- charged me $800 to be admitted and like $400 just to be discharged? Like just those, like not counting any of the medical procedures or anything. I posted a picture on Instagram. I might be wrong on the numbers, but I think one of them was like $800 for them to admit me to the hospital. And then... Was this your migraine? No. Oh, okay. This was probably some other dramatic thing that I would. Oh, I thought I was having a um, aneurysm, a brain aneurysm. Right. But it was a migraine, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. I just didn't. I'd never had one. Yeah. 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 Well, you think you're you're right. That's what that is what it was. Yeah. You do think you're dying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I feel you. I get I get about five or six migraines a year. I can't imagine. It's it's disgusting. Yeah. (sighs) Well, she had a. She had. An, oh, you got the. Two. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Eight hundred ninety four to be admitted and four ninety nine to be discharged. It says it right there for hospital admit and for discharge. And that wasn't even an overnight stay. No. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's insane. It's- and it's and, and I feel bad because. To, because here's the thing in the medical industry, I, I I don't want to take that out on the nurses. I don't want to take exactly. that out on the doctors. I don't want to take that out on the people who are coming in and they are taking your blood pressure or helping you out. Yep. It's the insurance companies and the privatized medical situation that we have here in the States that cause those pr- types of problems. And it causes people to not go in and seek treatment for something like postpartum depression or anxiety or another type of mental, mental health issue. Yeah. And that's the problem that I have with it. We're trying to be proactive with our son and get him the things that he needs because he, uh, you know, he has, we've talked about it here countless times. He has behavioral issues. He's got, he's on the spectrum and he has a, he has a issue from his birth defect, which was brain damage. I am being proactive because I want him to be a productive member of society. Mm -hmm. If you continue to increase the rate so that I cannot take him in to be seen, to get those things, you are tying my hands. Mm -hmm. This is a problem. These women with PPD. Yeah need help. If you're telling me that there is something out there that can help you in 60 hours, make it affordable to the masses. I don't know though. It makes me nervous to think about putting something in my body for 60 hours straight. That isn't like water or saline. You know what I mean? Like what, what is it doing? I'm interested to read. We're going to have to re um, we're going to have to check this out in like three months or whatever. I'll Google it again and see if there's an update and we'll hit it again. People start turning into the Hulk. Oh, you know what I mean? You never know. Right. That all of a sudden they a they grow a third effect. arm out of their nips or the hiney hole. Yeah. You got to watch that. It's happened. No, it hasn't. Oh. That's not true. Okay. That's as true as the statement I make about us being the number one globally syndicated say. podcast in all of the universe.
All right. So in parenting crap, and we absolutely have to take a call during this segment mm. because I guarantee you somebody in here has done this. Um, or, no. Yeah, I bet somebody has. Nope. I. All right. I'm going to put money on it. Okay. $2. All right. <laughs> Kentucky governor says he deliberately exposed his kids to chicken pox. Listen, while m- many 90s trends are making a comeback, there's one that doctors want to stay in the past. Yeah. And that is chicken pox parties. Yeah. Doctors say it's a bad idea to expose an unvaccinated child to the varicella zoster virus. Listen, there's a Kentucky governor. His name is Matt Bevin. Ed, he recently revealed that when a neighbor developed chicken pox, he intentionally exposed his nine unvaccinated children to his neighbor so that his children would develop it too. So here's the thing. Uh, I do know that many, cause like it, when, when we got chicken pox, this was probably 1988, 89, 18, 20. 19, 88 was probably the year I got chicken pox. I remember being around, maybe it was 87. I remember being seven or eight. My brother got it at school. I then, my mom was like, go sit in your brother's room. You're not coming out until you get the chicken pox. What? And the reason for that is because you want to get it over with in one shot. Like when you got a bunch of kids or whatever, it's like everybody just get the chicken pox. Now. I don't know. Hey, Bailey, can you Google what year the chickenpox vaccine became mainstream and people were doing that so we we can have that information? But I do know that I started having children in 2006 and the chickenpox vaccine was a thing Mm. because I remember my son, 1995. Thank you very much. Okay. So mid 1990s, they developed this vaccine and they start giving it to people. Huh. Okay. I always wondered what happened at chickenpox. Vaccine makes sense. Okay. Okay. So the but what people are saying is, what if I don't want to give my kid that vaccine? I should just throw him in a room with another kid who gets chicken pox, and oh. it's not that big a deal because it's not like chicken pox kills you, right? So that's that's what these parents are saying. Okay. First of all, how's this guy got nine kids? That's what I want to know. I'm not even talking about the unvaccinated part. Why do you have nine kids? How do you do it? He love he loves he and loves he has time to be what a governor. Yeah, he's the governor. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's the I governor. wouldn't even have time to pee. But listen, I, I want to read this part. Okay. Because there's an excerpt from oh. somebody on Facebook. And this is what the the woman wrote. Hi, everyone. I've been swamped with requests to take my daughter to have my daughter share chicken pox. I've been swamped with requests to have my daughter share chicken pox, and I can accommodate as many requests as possible. This. uh, Read the whole thing. I can't. My 17 year old son just broke out in blisters yesterday, and he's not even been here for a week. He thinks sharing is pretty weird, so I'm not sure if he'll be a part of this. My seven year old just recovered a week ago. We seem to have a pretty contagious wild virus here that started when my husband came down with shingles. It seems to be a week or so before you notice the results. I can accommodate visitors between noon today and 2.45 when I need to pick up my seven-year-old son. Afterwards, I can have the visitors between 3.45 and 7 p.m., preferably before 5.30. I can also have visitors tomorrow. If these hours don't work for you, please let me know, and I will do my best to get you in. To get you in. To get you in. I'll do my best to get you in. This was in a mom group, and the woman posted this because— I try not uh, to judge. Sorry. 
Okay, but do you do realize that the part that you read, we we noticed this virus started to go through the house because my husband shingles got shingles, right? And that's what I want to touch on in a minute. Let's take a caller. And uh, so the issue is the reason that they started vaccinating people from getting chicken pox is because later on in life you can develop an autoimmune disorder known as shingles. So only you only get shingles if. In your lifetime, you had chicken pox. If you never get chicken pox, you will not get shingles. Mm. Okay? Is that science? Yes, that's legitimate science. You will not come down with it. Because when you get chicken pox, something happens inside of your DNA molecules or whatever. It tells you. Sounds legit. It is legit. It's genetical. (laughs) And later on in life, you can get shingles. My mom had shingles uh, about a year ago or so. Super painful. Awful. It actually increases your risk of heart attack and stroke. Mm. It's painful. It's it's oozing pus sores. I don't like. Okay, like I said, I try not to judge people, but I really it's creeping me out a little bit that she's going to be like, "Hey guys, thanks for stopping by. Come on in. Becky's on the couch. Go rub up against her." And you know what I mean? Like, it just it. How do you? What do you do? Like, it's very weird. Hey, I need you guys to come over and uh, and go ahead and get this virus. And what I don't that here's the thing that I don't I know what are the kids com- thinking? I know it was commonplace uh, in it, generations past. Was it? It was commonplace in the eighties for sure. If somebody came down with a chicken pox, you went over and kind of hung and what? Yeah, to get I it out can't of the way. Wrap my brain around this for yeah. some reason. It's not that it's un. It's not that it's not a a normal thing that used to happen. It's just that it doesn't have to happen anymore because there's a vaccine for it now. Right. But if you're an anti-vaxxer and, but it's like, you don't want your kid to be exposed to that because later on in life, they're going to have ill effects from it. Most likely we will, I don't know what the rate is of you definitely getting shingles, but obviously I will get shingles because I get everything. Mm-hmm. Shit, I've had shigella. I mean, there was like one of five cases in all of the state of Florida when I got it two years ago. What is it? Rubella? No, shigella. Polio? Shigella. I got shigella. Scarlet fever. I ate poop. It's a whole other podcast that we can oh. talk about. Somebody contaminated my food at a restaurant with duty hands and I ate it and got violently ill. Excuse me. I'm not even kidding. No vaccine for that. All right. Let's see who we got on the phone. We'll segue in from poop mouth to this. I, I'm never Lori, going to a restaurant. Who's from Florida. She's a grandmother and mother of two. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lori. Hi. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? Good. I'm surprised I got through on the first time. Hey, it was fate. Play the lottery. All right. So, so what's your deal? Well, <laughs> Well, I have, I'm a grandmother of three, mm-hmm. five, three, and two. And mm-hmm. now, of course, the chickenpox vaccine is here. Mm-hmm. But in my day, I got chickenpox at five. And then my daughters are both 30 and 34. The vaccine wasn't around then. So when my five-year-old, the oldest, got it from school, I kept my two-year-old at the time here because I said, let's get it over with. But the vaccine wasn't around then. Correct. So I stayed at home with both of them. My husband, the funny part is he had to leave because he had never had it before. Oh, my God. So he went to my his mom's house. And so I was here, but she never got it. And so, but she did get it later when she was five. The two-year-old? So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, the two-year-old when she was five, she did not get it then, even mm-hmm. though I had her here the whole week. And because I wanted to get it over with because you have to take a week off work if right. you're working. Yep. 
Yep. And it always falls into the mom's hands. Mm. you know and stuff like that so um no for me personally i don't understand the parties of everybody getting together not when the vet there's a vaccine out for that to me that doesn't make sense yeah. now in my time when i was raising my girls it wasn't out so it was just like you knew you were going to get it at some point so just throw them in there and get it done at the same time yeah no i'm but, I, I've, i'm in wholehearted agreement with you because it was totally a thing that we did i didn't know that so oh, this yeah. whole thing i i've changed my stance well, but you have to remember, like Lori is saying, and I was saying here, that this is something that prior to 1995, it made sense. Oh, you had yeah. to take a week off of work. Everybody was going to get it any damn way, blah, right. blah, blah. So if you had to be sick, at least make it convenient for your work schedule. Right. Yeah, I, it yeah, completely changed my view. It's hard to get off and for you have to take your vacation days yeah. or whatever. Like I said, Screw husbands that. don't stay around for that. He was out at his mom's house. So, yeah, because I'd already had it. I'd Correct. already had it. So, but she didn't get it. So it doesn't mean they're automatically going to get it anyway. Right. Yeah. How easy and is I just it? I think these parties are silly. I don't know. I've, when I heard it, I go, oh, this is crazy. I mean, people having people over and your kids sick. I don't know. <laughs> How do you, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So you invite these people over and then what is it? How do they contract it? Well, I you, guess just everybody playing together yeah. in the room, just touching each you know, other. Yeah, I or think yeah. air. And yeah, it, yeah, it's in the air or whatever. But to me, this is ridiculous because if there's a vaccine for it, the kids should be given it. Because, like I said, my dad had shingles, my aunt had shingles horribly, and that is not something that I'm looking. I hope I never get it, but I that's know. not something nobody wants to experience. I know. Well, thank you for calling in, Lori. I Thanks, Lori. I I, uh, I agree with you, and I understand exactly where you're coming from. So thanks for calling in. Yeah. No, thank you guys, and you're doing great. I love both of you. Well, thank, thank you. you. Love you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So, so then this becomes a problem and a discussion about vaccinating versus not vaccinating. I think, and I'm so. staying far the hell away from this conversation. I, well, and and it all, but it it just also begs the question: you ha you start to have these parties, and and you can then start to see clusters like uh, measles. There was mm -hmm. these big, there were outbreaks in Washington and other areas. And so you could potentially start to see that happen. And the problem is people who have um, impaired immune systems and are chronically ill or, or whatnot could then be affected by it as a result of, yeah. you, you know, so it, it has, there are, it's a ripple effect. Right. So I just kind of feel like 1995, there was a vaccine. My idea or the, the my belief is I'm going to vaccinate my kids for it. We had it done. Does that mean they won't get chickenpox? Not necessarily. You could still get it. You could get a weaker strain, strain of it or a lesser, have lesser effects from it. But I'm, I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but that is what I am going to do. I remember they used, I forgot I was on a microphone. <laughs> they used to, it's so bad. Yeah. But what I can tell you is that I'm not looking forward to shingles if I do in fact get it because watching my mom have it, it was awful. Yeah. And that's just one reason that I would definitely say for sure to try and vaccinate my kid against it is I would not want to get shingles and I wouldn't want my kids to get shingles. Well, hopefully by the time if you were to get it, that you get it, that there'll be more medical advances. I feel like there's a shingles vaccine. Okay. Bailey. Go get it. <laughs> Bailey. If there is, I'm going. Google. <laughs> Chicken pox, man. TBT. I feel like that is. TBT. No, Bailey's on it. So, okay. Never mind. Yes. What? 
You're good. See? I don't know when I can get it, but I'm sign me up. I'm getting that. All right. Moving on. Quickly. <laughs> this had, took a turn. But it changed my mind a little bit about it. I thought the that these party people were whack jobs. That's like being like, hey, guys, we have the flu. Stop by. Like, I didn't understand it, but... It's just, it, it was something that was absolutely commonplace prior Crazy. prior to 95. Prior to there being a solution. Correct. Got okay. It. Love and Marriage is brought to you by Meredith and Tiffany because we are both spectacular wives. Um, if you guys are in the Cincinnati, Atlanta, or Nashville area, I will be coming to you in like nine days Ooh. a week. So go to TiffanyJenkinsLive.com. Oh. What? Never mind, I'll already be there by the time this podcast comes out. <laughs> Nashville show is great. Woo! <laughs> I have nothing to promote then. You do yours. Uh, I will be in Akron, Ohio and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on June 1st and June 2nd. You can head on over to that's inappropriate live.com and scoop up tickets there. Um, and uh, yeah. Do it. Do it now. In this week's segment of Love and Marriage, Parenting in the Age of Social Media and art- Artificial Intelligence. How do we team parent? We replace our husbands with sex robots. Oh. Isn't that what artificial intelligence is? No. I saw the movie with Will Smith, AI. It's a person. Holy cow. That's not what... Okay, sorry. You thought I was talking about sex robots? I for was hoping... No, artificial intelligence just means anything that is engineered to uh, anticipate. Like Alexa is artificial intelligence. You going to have sex with her too? I've tried. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Whether you're married or single and co-parenting, it's a team effort to raise tiny humans. It's become increasingly difficult to do this in a world entrenched in social media. How can we parent as a team? Here are six tips. So the reason that we wanted to talk about this, no, scratch that. The reason Just I tell wanted, the truth. The reason I wanted to talk about this and brought this over to you was because of the punishment scandal of spring break over in my home recently. <laughs> because my husband has instituted a new policy in our home called no second chances. <laughs> You can't make this shit up, people. He has instituted a punishment uh, 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 situation where there is literally no second chance. So if he has told the child the first time and then the child F's up, does something, it's it. You're done. And it's not like you've got a 10 minute timeout. We don't see you again for the day. You're banned You're to banned. your room. You can come out for a meal. You get your three squares and a shower, <laughs> no phone call. You go back to your room. Three hots and a cot. Three hots and a cot. <laughs> That's what you get. And he was so intense about it. And I was really upset by this because I felt like these are kids. How could you not have at least a second chance? Yeah. Maybe no third chances. And he's like, no. But so- it worked. It did. It worked really well until I made him stop. And then my kids automatically turned into a-holes. Like what? 
screaming at each other. Butthole became the favorite word on Sunday in the house. Everybody else, every, my son was calling everybody under the sun a butthole. <laughs> as soon as he got freedom, <laughs> you're like, okay, the band's been lifted. He's like, butthole, 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 butthole. <laughs> That's what he did. He literally, Matias, you're a butthole. Sophia, you're a butthole. <laughs> they you just smell like a fart. And it's like, oh my God. Cussing and lighting the house on fire. I tell you what, it was fast. No second chances band was lifted and it was fast. So, so are you implementing it always? He's, he's really inching towards that. Could build good character. Well, so what I thought when, so I was Googling this because I'm thinking to myself, there has to be a better way than no second chances, right? Like I'm thinking there has to be some better parenting here. And I stumbled across this and I thought it would be great if we could talk about giving some parent because I know this is a marriage segment but when you're married and you've got kids you have to team parent it's part of your marriage yeah it is absolutely a part of your marriage like you have to be on the same page and that's really hard to do with your kids yeah 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 especially if it's like men versus women because our brains work completely different than their brains and so what they see might be a good way of disciplining we're like leading with our heart or vice versa like mm-hmm. my husband, we're pretty good about, <laughs> but if I had a dollar for every time I sat under my breath, we have to keep a united front. Mm. You uh, cut out the F word. Sorry. <laughs> I get carried away. Well, but that's tip one. Keep a united front, mm-hmm. which is super difficult. What do you, what do you feel like? Give me an example of a time where it was hard to keep a united front. Um, I feel like my husband gets frustrated with Chloe and her screaming. And he just like bans her to the room or puts her in timeout or takes away privileges. Whereas I want to like get down on her level and find out why she's acting like this. What's making her do this? Why can't she just tell me what she wants instead of screaming? And we see it differently. And so I get frustrated with him when he reacts with like frustration and anger. And then vice versa, when I tell the kids they can't have a snack and then he's like, no, yeah, they can. And he gives them a snack behind my back. Then I give him a smack on the back. Ah, Wickety whack. Right here. Uh, If one parent, even uh, on the rare occasion, undermines the other by allowing an extra hour on the computer or a snack and they say, don't tell your father or don't tell your mother, Mm. it can curtail any collective strides you've made as a parent. I'm totally guilty of this. Drew does it, but in a joking way. Don't tell your mom. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, but like the whole no second chances thing Mm -hmm. with my husband, like I would, the kids came to me and they were like, mom, you got to make no, no second chances. Stop. We can't take it anymore. (laughs) We've all been in our rooms for days. And I was like, all right, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to go work on your dad. I'm going to talk with him and we'll see what we can do. And of course I go in and I'm trying to be like, Listen, hmm. I think, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, I know what you did. You talked to the kids and said you could change this. We're not changing it. No second chances. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, I can see where I was absolutely not keeping a united front there. Right, right. But that's because I didn't agree with his stance. And right. that's tough. Well, it's about compromise. If you want to, if you want to chime in, I oh, need you to get on the mic. So I'm, I'm going to throw in here mm. that no second chances was fine mm. until mommy's little baby was banished on day three then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. we had to start talking about how we could modify and provide reprieves (laughs) the other two days everyone else was banished and okay 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 but when mommy's baby got banished no that's not true i was i was collectively for the community trying to rally against no second chances 
Okay, don't come at me, bro. Mm. Bruh. Don't come at me, bruh. All right. Uh, next tip says you should provide backup. Both parents agreeing on a, on a decision is the most important part, but it doesn't end there. If your partner is always the one instituting the shared plan, it can appear one-sided. Both of you have to be the role of the enforcer as well as being the good guy. That makes sense. Do you do that? Uh, no, I, I'm always the good guy. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, no, we totally do. And, you know, we never know who's going to be what until we're in the situation. I think these two go hand in hand because sometimes he wants to be the good guy and I want to be the enforcer and vice versa. And so it's like, well, one of us has to compromise. Mm. Yeah. I hate compromise. (sighs) I know. Haven't we talked about this? Yeah. I'm not a a fan. (laughs) Not a fan. Kind of like sharing. Look, and this brings us to the next one. You agree to try things another way. Compromise. Yeah. You won't always see eye to eye on how to proceed with your child's care. However, you decide to compromise. Just make sure that you both arrive at a solution you can live with. Yeah. Well, that's a hard part of this. Speaking of second chances, no second chances. My brain is telling me these are 8, 10, and 13-year-olds. They can't comprehend not having a second chance. Mm-hmm. And my husband is telling me not true. They're fully competent and capable to do so. You're just, is it called cow towing? Cow towing? I think in the 1700s, maybe. <sighs> You're the worst. <laughs> uh, I am just bending over backwards for them. But it worked, right? It did. So so they could comprehend it. They could. Right. But I uh, made me sad. Because you were leading with your heart. Yes. That's my, my problem. My cold, dead heart was telling me. It's warm sometimes. It's warm sometimes. Let's take a call. See if somebody else can give us another tip. We'll go on to the next one while we wait. Um, don't force a resolution. Sometimes no amount of discussion will get you both to agree on something. Unless it's time sensitive, put a pin in it. <laughs> Plenty. Did of- you write this? No. Shut up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Put a pin on you. All right. Put a pin in it. Plenty of parenting decisions don't need to be made overnight. Take your time to research your options, consult with your child's teacher or pediatrician if relevant, and process your partner's feelings on the matter before bringing it up again. That makes sense. If you don't have to solve it, don't don't make it a priority one. I wonder what... And that's like... That must be with bigger situations, right? Uh, not we, like about candy. It can't be like, we'll talk about this tomorrow. And then you go to the pediatrician. Like, is it okay to give him a now and later? Cause like my husband wants to give the kids snacks that they could choke on. And I don't want that. No, I, that would I have just to want, be an immediate thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to take any time. I can't compromise on it. I know for us, the whole puberty conversation, because it's not actually one talk. It's a endless mm. amount of awful talks and he doesn't have. want any part of it right he has been more standoffish and i've been trying to pull him into them because it's like i don't have a penis right so chatting with my son about some of these things although it's it's awkward and i'm making it as not awkward as possible i want him to have a larger role in those conversations and he doesn't like having conversations about feelings mm. so i've been trying to pull him into those so that has been one of those larger like there are sometimes when we argue about it and we have to put a pin in it but that is more of an ongoing situation right and a bigger thing not don't give the kid hard candies mm. she's not an 80 year old grandma she's <laughs> no Werther's no originals. peppermints no Werther's ra- <laughs> did your grandma used to have this in her yeah. pockets go on a Werther's yep i sure do along with a tissue to blow her nose and there a cigarette 
There you go. Every <laughs> grandma. All right, we got Tam. Is it Tam? Yes. Hi, Tam. Hi. Does it say five kids? Yes, I have five kids. Good gracious me, oh my. You're still standing, Miss Tam. Yes, ma'am. All right. So what you got for us? Well, I'm actually a stay-at-home mom, and I do understand everybody saying, you know, I'm the bad guy. Because mm. <laughs> technically, I am. Because mm. I have to tell them, you know, yes and no a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the husband will help out and stuff like that as well. But it's more or less me that comes back to me again saying, hey, do this. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So You're there it, all the time. Yes, I'm here all the time. And that's the thing. It's like I tell them what to do and then they'll come home. Oh, you can do this. No, I told them they can't do that. Right. That so is I know exactly how that is. It is hard, especially with stay-at-home parents, mm-hmm. you know, for all of that. Even if you are out working and you have, you know, someone else watching your kids, <clears throat> it does happen where, you know, you feel like you're the bad person. You just want to get like a break from it. The disciplinarian. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. It is. There have definitely been times where I felt like I was in a more uh, enforcer role in our parenting yes. when the kids were smaller. He just laughed out he, loud. He laughed. But when he was working 80 hour weeks, I can tell you, Miss Tam, I absolutely was the enforcer when they were smaller. And when he would come home and do this crap of, well, we can just stay up and watch one more Scooby-Doo. It's like, no, they can't. <laughs> and neither can you. It's bedtime. Yeah. yeah. That's how I am right now today, too. I actually had one that had a fever oh. and he could not go to school today. So my other three kids that are always home, um, had, you know, was here, too. And I told that one, I said, OK, it's time for a nap. Go mm-hmm. take a nap. Because I was like, you guys are literally driving me insane. <laughs> because yeah. it's like they know that they're not supposed to be doing all that stuff. And it's like they see one home from school. Oh, I can do what I want now. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, right. My husband is shaking his head. He's going, yep. Can I tell yeah, you something? My, husband, my husband's right now asleep, so he actually, he's working all the time, too. Mm. So, but my husband's probably like, okay, what the crap are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to tell you. That you are amazing and you are doing a wonderful job, man. I remember when the kids were young and they stayed home and I remember feeling feelings that I never imagined I would feel like uh, being sick of being around my kids, trying to wrangle them. You can't deep sit on the couch because you constantly have to get up and run around and it's so tough. That is so true, Tiffany. That is so true. Yeah. And uh, those kids are going to look back and be so grateful for everything that you're doing. So keep up the good work, man. You're a superhero. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I hope your little one feels better. Thank you, Meredith. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, guys. Bye, Bye, Tam. (laughs) Bye, family. (laughs) I hear the kids in the background. I'm just yelling, bye, guys. (laughs) Uh, That's a true story right there. Uh, Next on the list was never say I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) You have to. I mean, you can't even have that one in here. You have to say I told you so. I'd never do that. I don't believe you. <laughs> I never do that. But maybe not those exact words, but I, I'll be like, oh, whoa, this sounds familiar. <laughs> Almost like somebody told you this a while ago. Yeah, maybe I do that. Or I just go, <laughs> boom. You know what I mean? If it comes true. Yeah. Just a little boomity boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I get why you shouldn't. Well, it says. I, nobody likes it when somebody does that to them. It says those four little words can do a lot of damage when it comes to any argument and any relationship. 
guess what? Eventually you'll be wrong and you're going to appreciate some understanding from your partner. And here's the thing. I really, I feel like I don't say I told you so a lot simply because I'm wrong a lot. So it's like, I, I love that you admit it. I'm wrong all the time. I can't relate. Yeah, I know. We've had this conversation. You're always right. Yeah. I'm perpetually wrong. Can I ask you a question? Mm. What does this have to do with AI? Oh, uh, apparently nothing. I was, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to bring in conversations. I thought we could touch on like internet usage and video games and the fact that we're just entrenched in social media and have to deal with that with our kids, but it went a whole other direction. Okay. That's so totally cool. fine. But if you want to talk about video games, right? I thought, <laughs> I thought you wanted to talk about sex robots when I, we first started. That's what I'm saying. I got my hopes up. Right. I, I apologize. I just, I thought we could touch on some of those topics and parenting as a team as a result of that. Mm. Um, but yes, that's where I was going and it took a left. That's okay. Sometimes things take lefts. It and took a left. I think go where it's this meant was to go. Good, though. Yeah. Like you totally, you did great with that. You, outside of the sex robot. Me? Well, I thought, I mean, yeah, I think it was a great conversation to oh have. And I think you're, you know, I think you were, um, Whoa. I never have to tell you I told you so. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what a compliment. Celebrate every success. Disciplining your child can be emotionally exhausting, even if the situation isn't a happy one. You didn't let him go to a sleepover because he didn't clean his room, which for me would be he didn't go to a sleepover because I don't trust humans. Right. And he's never leaving the house. Correct. Quietly applaud your shared ability to tackle it as a team. I do that. High fives. Yeah. Um, when you can toast to a small victory over a glass of wine, if you're not an alcoholic like me, it'll make the next problem when it inevitably arises feel less daunting. Yes. yes. You're like, we've done this before. We got this, babe. Yeah. That those those are nice moments with your partner. Yeah. Um, we've had we've had those conversations about video games, the whole Fortnite issue in our home, which is a never ending battle. We've had those conversations specifically over sleepovers. What if Mean Girls? The video game is not your child though. What if it's the one you're supposed to be unitedly fronting? I thought that was done. It was for a day. Oh, just a day? Yeah, it's fine now, though. He's so much better. He's not on it, like, while the kids are awake and stuff. He waits till they go to bed, so So it's it's, good. His evening hours, though, are full of video gaming. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I have have filled my sketch up in the evenings as well. So we just don't ever talk to each other. I'm just kidding. It's better. I think me going out of town is really helping. We, like, miss each other. Yeah, that's a true story. And then I come home and he's like very lovey-dovey. And I'm like, whoa. That's true, though. I think my husband always says, um, don't play hard to want. <laughs> what? <laughs> he says that to me all the time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Hold on. Let me process it. Uh, what does that mean? Like, don't be unattractive with your words and... He basically is, is, so I agree with you with the whole going out of town thing. It gets, it gets to the point where you get a chance to miss the other person. And that's something that we had never had in our relationship prior to this, because number one, we never traveled. Number two, there'd be no, like we weren't ever traveling apart. Right. And now we do travel apart. I take him when I can, but he is the primary caregiver when I'm not here. So he has to stay back with the kids, just like your husband does. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's hard. Nobody wants to watch my three kids. Same. They're the worst. Yeah. So no. <laughs> just kidding. But, um, but yeah, so he basically will, if I'm being super gnarly about stuff, he's like, Hey, don't play hard to want. 
you know, and it's just a joke that we have, but wow, I know there's it. some, tr- he, he just made a face. I know there's some truth to that. And I know that there are times when I am being overbearing or obnoxious or whatever. Yeah, I get it. So we do, you know, we, you do need to want to want to be with that other person. And that can be hard after being together all of the time Yeah, and being married for so long. So for people who don't travel, my suggestion is this. Set up a shed out back mm. and stay in it for as much as possible. And then when you come home, your husband will be so grateful to see you because you've been with he's been with the kids all this time. Mm. He has a newfound appreciation for you and what you do. Yeah. And, and there's a there's a lot into getting your own hobby, doing things separately. Ooh, yeah. You do not need to do everything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited for my husband. He's going out of town next weekend on a golf trip. And I'm like, can't wait. See you later. Love you. Have a great time. He needs it. He needs to go away and hang out with his college buddies. Um, he's got this core group of friends that they all have stayed in touch for 20 years. And it's like, great. Enjoy. Will he be able to? Enjoy? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't think there'll be a second thought. Okay. Yeah. It's not I, like when moms go out of town. Okay. <laughs> I don't think your anyway. Your brain is just like No, going, going, I don't going. think I don't think he will even have the thought of, I have a wife and three kids. Are we sure? <laughs> He'll be golfing and hanging out and having a good time. And you need that. He'll be at the strip club and one of your supporters sends you a message like, I've got this strip club. I see Dave's head shining over there. Shining by the stage. Diamond. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's cool. Make sure to have ones, you know? Singles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just blow your 120. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. That's all he gets. $120. $120. Right, still. right. So it's like you only, Smart. you know, you got to gotta keep that on lock. righty then. So don't forget to enter our co-host contest this season for your opportunity to remotely co-host the season finale with us, as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs. It's easy to enter our co-host contest. Just download the podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word, when, then, then reply with your email address and like Filter Free Parents on Facebook. You have seven days after the episode is released to enter. Every week is a new chance to enter. And every time you enter is another chance to win. <gasps> All of the contest rules can be found at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. This episode's code word is MOMBRAIN. From the U.S., text MOMBRAIN to 44222 for your chance to win. From Canada, text MOMBRAIN to 158-780-04323 for your chance to win. That's MOMBRAIN, one word. Join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms. Who have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) Sorry. Can you... It says both right here. <laughs> Is it walnut scrubbers funny though? Because they're called walnut scrubbers. I don't. Somebody get why commented, this- but why do you need to scrub your walnuts on one of my ads? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're lit. Like, but I don't understand of- how they are made out of walnuts. How do you make a sponge out of walnuts? I don't think the sponge part is. I think the scrubby part on top maybe has some walnutty fragrances. I don't know. Go sniff a sponge. Well, why would you have an allergic reaction to it? If there's actual nuts in it and you have a nut allergy? Wait, so you're just making that up. That's not a real disclaimer. No, I had a customer ask. Literally. And I was like, I don't know. I know there's coconut ones. Let's go check them out. Another nut. Coconuts aren't nuts. Coconut. 
Wait, are, are coconuts not nuts? nuts? <laughs> Google that. Coconut <laughs> is what it's called. Where the hell did we go? <laughs> Where the hell did we go? To Truth Town. Oh my gosh. All right. Or leave it. And advice is pod. No. <laughs> you have to end it with both of us saying it. Uh, okay. Join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or leave it. An advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who, who have, have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. You don't think that's so cheesy? I. It's a fruit. So. It can be all three. It can be anything you want, baby. So if you have a nut allergy, you're SOL. Ah, cocoa nut. Look at they're all in here. Cocoa nut. Right? Cocoa nut. Thank you. Whatever. So all right. smart. See you guys next week. Love your faces. Same time, same place. Bye. Peace. <laughs>